It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to Sunday, the 4th of December for 2022, a busy podcast coming up and we're going to be having a look at the data relating to property gains during the pandemic. We are talking with Brandon Pilgrim from Norwood, also Benny Jara from Box Hill is joining us on the Sunday Rewind. Also joining us is Bliss Grayson from Never Give Up Real Estate in Ipswich. What do you know about Ipswich? Well, if you missed the podcast, we've got selected segments coming up. Also, Andrew Wheatley, if you have got a mortgage, you will not want to miss this. Andrew, of course, wants the banks to cough up for deals and savings to save you money on your mortgage. Andrew is always a wealth of information when it comes to your mortgage. And we'll also be talking to Rachel Waters from Woodward's Real Estate there in Melbourne and also Damien Misso from Ray White in Woody Point in Redcliffe in Queensland. That is all on the way next with the Sunday Rewind. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD. Selling smarter every day. Okay, let's have a look at your weather on this Sunday morning and blue skies with sunshine for Sydney this morning. Expecting also a beautifully fine day in Melbourne and check out the temperature today, 34 degrees for Melbourne. Brisbane expecting the wet stuff with some showers in 25 and in Perth today it's also blue skies, sunshine and 31. It's your real estate weekend podcast in review. The market was extremely competitive. We've definitely saw, seen it come off a little bit now, but still uh, still plenty of buyer activity out there at the moment. Well, that's good, isn't it? And Adelaide gets a mention in the prop track data with the prestigious suburb of Beaumont, where the median house price climbed by 82% to $1.64 million. And one of the reasons for the growth is the big blocks with quality homes sitting on them 82 percent it's not bad Brandon yeah it's huge just one of those areas I think especially through COVID that everyone wanted to get back into those big family homes that had a little bit more space and and Beaumont's definitely one of those suburbs that, that has those properties available Yes, and I understand that Beaumont is sitting there perched on the Adelaide foothills with panoramic views across the city. Yeah, it does give a real a real mixed bag of property. Uh, it's got, yeah, the hills views because it is on the foothills um, of the Adelaide Hills, so overlooking the city and coastal views and everything. But you also do get the, the odd flat block here as well. So a few developers are trying to get in there and subdivide some blocks, build a few. So it's really a, a suburb that is very sought after for a lot of reasons. So let's have a look at your auctions there in Adelaide. How have you been going? Bit of numbers, clearance rates and that sort of thing? 
Yeah, well, at the start of the year, I think all across Adelaide, the, the clearance rates were as high as 90% every weekend. Ray White report, reports all that data, so we were pretty over um, all the clearance rates for, for the whole year. And it's dropped off probably back to those 65 to 70% most weekends now, but it's still performing really well. And if we compare that to three, four years ago, it's definitely still well above uh, where it was. I think the, the marketplace, the buyers are getting more comfortable with the, with the auction process now because it was such a uh, dominant method through the last three years um, and uh, still seemed to be performing really well that way. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. You would have seen a lot there in Ipswich. I have, Craig. I've, yeah, like you said, I started in 2004. So December, end of December, mark my 18th year working in the Ipswich real estate industry. And 100%, I've seen it all. I've worked in a, I suppose, variety of different roles. I've been selling in Ipswich for the last seven and a half years. But from what I've seen from 2004 to obviously the end of 2022, there's been some huge changes for our city. And I'm a, a really proud supporter of Ipswich and love living here and obviously love selling our fantastic fantastic property. Now, I mentioned at the top that first-home buyers, they're very keen to move if they find the right house for the right price. This could potentially be Ipswich this morning that they might want to look at. Is that happening in Ipswich for first-home buyers moving in? Definitely. First-home buyers, obviously, for them, it's all about uh, value, you know, getting the most bang for their buck. They've, you know, been saving their dollars and it's an exciting time buying their first property and Ipswich really offers every buyer, but particularly first home buyers, uh, the value for money. So we're not far away from anything, but obviously our median house prices are a little bit kinder perhaps than, you know, those in the capital cities. Yeah. And we'll get to those median house prices in just a moment. What about people who are not first home buyers? Perhaps uh, the downsizers that have moved to Ipswich, is that a thing that's been happening? Yeah, it definitely is because like the first home buyers, it all just comes down to that value for dollar. And Ipswich is a place where around about that half hour time period, you can be in the middle of the city, you can be lying on a beach or you can be out in the country. So we've just got that really nice position where, you know, where else can you buy property where the prices aren't too extreme. We've certainly seen major growth, but it's still for the most part affordable, you know, for your everyday Australian buyers. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. What's going on there in Box Hill? Sounds like the place to be, eh? That's a pretty healthy increase. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just after COVID, we just had a massive growth in the area and the land prices have just gone like double, like you know, the 300 square metres used to sell for 500 on the one instance, it's went nearly 880 to 900,000. And then the market is now it's stabilising, just adjusting that growth, like, you know, because it just went too quick. And tell us what's going on there with first home buyers uh, chasing a bit of a bargain in Box Hill, are they? Definitely, you know, there's a, we see a good crowd on open homes. Around 40% of that crowd is like, you know, first time home buyers. And this new stamp duty thing will definitely help them to getting into the market, you know. The house prices were like, you know, for 250 square meter double story house was selling for 750 or so. They went up to 1.1. And we see the first time home buyers, they are spending over a million dollars, 1.1 million dollars for their first homes in these days instead of 750. 
Okay, they've really got no choice, I guess, if they want to get into the market. Benny, what's happening with your stock levels at the moment? Because obviously there is some lower stock levels around the country. How are you finding it where you are? Definitely, the stock levels are lower than last year. Now the market is stabilizing a bit and things are looking strong moving towards 2023. And like, you know, we're already working on the stock levels to bring the confidence in the market. Once the vendors have a confidence, the market is stabilizing and definitely there will be more stock levels coming next year, you know. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. And a very good morning to you, Rachel. Welcome to the Real Estate breakfast. Good morning. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Now you're in the inner city suburb of Blackburn, which has seen plenty of activity over the last couple of years, of course. Its median unit price has leapt 53% to hit 868000 It's a, a pretty decent nudge there, Rachel. What's going on? Yeah, it's a fantastic result for Blackburn and we're seeing that Blackburn is a suburb that has a lot of leafy, beautiful walking tracks and parklands that people can make use of. And I think the area's become really popular for people, in particular for units, because if you're on a budget but you still want that open space, well, here's a great opportunity for you. So yeah, it's a lovely, lovely suburb. And what's been happening in the space of the older downsizers? Because there's a bit of activity there. Absolutely. So what we've found is over the last couple of years, some downsizers have been able to achieve some really great results for their family homes. Since COVID, their decision-making around their real estate has changed as well. So a lot of our downsizers have found that they don't want to necessarily spend their time cleaning a huge house, maintaining a huge garden, and it's time now to reset and find the right unit. And often, again, it's one of those things that being close to amenity is so important for that demographic. And Blackburn offers all of that. So again, it it's really um, stands to reason why we've seen some really great results in the unit area around Blackburn. Yes, and you've been seeing the first home buyers also move into Blackburn and young families, they're still transacting, are they, with purchases? We are certainly finding that the first home buyers are still active. And, you know, with the rate rises that we've experienced, obviously they do have less to spend, um, but they haven't halted their search. They're still hunting around for the right one that will be within their budget. Blackburn and surrounding suburbs within Whitehorse that we work in, there's certainly options for them. Um, And especially with the prices starting to come down a little bit, they're still on the hunt and looking for the right property. It's a weekend of real estate. Enjoy your morning coffee. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. It is that time right now to be talking to your bank and asking for a discount or should you just refinance somewhere else? Well, Craig, I hope we're going to have plenty of barbecues down here in Melbourne, but uh, it's typical Melbourne, you know, rainy, then sunny, then windy, then rainy. Look, you're absolutely right about if you're looking to save money, you want to start with the big stuff first, like pick the low hanging fruit. The mortgage is the biggest expense. Getting a little bit off your mortgage, you're going to get much more benefit than trying to, you know, save $5 on a, on a cup of coffee every so often. So it's definitely the best place to start. And if you're starting that process, the first thing you want to do is see if you can get anything off your existing mortgage. Now, that's probably not going to be the eventual answer, but it's where you want to start. The best place to start with that 
is by finding a deal in the marketplace. Because if you're going to go back to your bank and ask for a discount, you've got to have something to compare it to. So you don't need to do a ton of research. Just pick a good looking deal that you've seen on TV or in the media and just have that in front of you when you call up your bank and say, look, I see what our rates are at the moment. I can see what other banks are offering. Really don't want to go. They're offering some cash and a better rate. What can you do? See what they'll offer you. If they offer to knock something off the rate or give you some cash, then take it. Okay. That's step one. That doesn't mean you still can't go and move somewhere else, but you've now established the best deal you're going to get from your current bank. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how you can put this, but people are quite shy when it comes to trying to do this themselves. This is where a mortgage broker like yourself sort of just takes all the agony, the pain, and the biggest thing is frustration out of the whole process. Well, clearly I'm a bit biased here, Craig, in in saying that the mortgage brokers are the best way to go. We're talking about time here. You know, your time is the most valuable thing that you've got. You know, and as I get older, I more and more realize, you know, how important time is. If you can outsource a job that you don't really want to do and you're not an expert in it to someone else for free, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense to find a reputable mortgage broker who's going to go and do all of that stuff for you and basically just give you the answer and let you have your time back. You would hope that a professional who does this all the time, I certainly know in my business we do, that they're going to get a better outcome than you without you spending the time and and without any cost for you. So I agree 100%. But look, if you do want to do it yourself, then I guess follow that little recipe I gave you. That would be the starting point and then you know where you're at with your current bank. It's your Real Estate Weekend Podcast in Review. Well, you're in a really nice spot there, eh? Uh, Tell us a little bit about this spot. Uh, Haven't heard of it before, certainly no Redcliffe. Well, it's uh, the southernmost part of the peninsula, the Redcliffe Peninsula. We're about 35 minutes from Brisbane City, 25 minutes from the International Airport, and a bit over an hour to the Golden Sunshine Coasts. Yeah, so very close to Brisbane, yet far enough away, I think, to offer that relaxed, slower, smell the ocean and relaxed vibe. Certainly, Craig, it's a very different pace here. We're an area that sort of, I suppose, specialises for your breakfasts and your lunch and slows down of an evening. So it is quiet for those people who want to relax of an evening. So let's just uh, come back to the units because there's some really great growth there with 611,000. It probably, like a lot of places, your area probably didn't grow much and then suddenly, you know, through the pandemic just went absolutely mental. That's correct, Craig. Also, I suppose one thing that contributed is the housing prices increased significantly and units became a really good alternative for people who uh, were priced out of the housing market. But we haven't seen our unit market perform as it has in the last two years. I understand that there's a little bit of high rise activity and not only that, but a little bit of controversy. So what's happening with the controversy perhaps? Yeah, so the area is changing and going through a a transformation, I suppose. And uh, part of that transformation has been a site where the Palace Hotel used to be on the corner of Woodcliffe Crescent and Lillis Street. Now, that's been uh, sold, I think, about eight years ago. And it is a 21 metre height zoning. A little while ago, council approved a 45 metre high building, which did get a few of the locals offside. Not sure when that is going to be starting, but it's um, yeah, certainly got the people talking. 
we connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.